0: be uncomfortable because as soon as we get comfortable, right, we start resting on laurels, we start taking advantage. And I think, you know, living in that uncomfortable state of worrying about other people, that is uncomfortable. Corporate America needs to accept that they are the adult classroom that is forming the next generation because the team members that we have in those classrooms at work go home and teach. And we have to, you know, be very thoughtful of the subject matter that we give them to teach are we going to teach them that management can't be trusted are we going to teach them that it's you know corporate greed are we going to teach them that it's you know look out for yourself only because if you don't no one else will those are lessons that are passed on to the next generation
1: you're listening to the lippert academy for leadership podcast a show where we invite leaders to have courageous conversations about the journey of leadership work and culture let's go Welcome back to the Lippert Academy for Leadership. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season four of the Lippert Academy for Leadership podcast, where we are having these courageous conversations with leaders at every level to help us understand how do we really take action to get traction on our journey of leadership and culture development. At LCI, we believe that business is uniquely positioned to be a force for good in this world. And if we do work better, if we treat our people better, They're gonna go home happier and healthier, and they're gonna be better parents, better spouses, better friends, and better community members because of it. Leaders across the world, across every domain, we have an opportunity to make that a reality if we learn to lead well. Today we are in our two-part series with Johnny Serpilla, former leader at Camping World and LLC owner, serves on several different boards, have seen hundreds of different companies, and doing his amazing work in leadership development Uh, at every space, working to transform the healthcare industry, working to help impact the sports world, the business world, the family space as well. And we had an amazing conversation start to our conversation with him last week. So if you haven't caught that, please tune in. But in this week's episode, we're going to dive into this concept of servant leadership and really what does it mean as a leader to develop your own personal brand so that you can serve and create an impact and a difference in meaningful ways. So without further ado, let's turn into that conversation. I've never asked you this question, but I'm curious, like hearing you talk and, and how you're saying these things, and then knowing how we operate it at LCI, like I'm curious, what attracted you to be a part of our board, right? Because we're blessed to have your, your vision and your leadership on our board, but ultimately, I mean, you have a choice of the boards on which you serve. So I'm curious, what attracted you to to be a, become a part of our family in that regard?
0: You know, it's clearly uh, from Jason. Jason Lippert um, is a special leader uh, for sure. And Jason and I connected uh, professionally is is how we met. I had heard about Jason for a number of years. Um, before we actually met. And I was told that, uh, you know, people would say, Oh, you know, either you look like Jason, you sound like Jason, you talk like Jason, you behave like Jason. It, you know, you, you, you guys know each other. And, you know, I said, No, we don't. And I had a need at, at the camping world business that I wanted to get into the furniture, uh, business of selling product, um, that was originally put in the RVs and, and manufactured for RVs and, and move away from the manufacturer that we had. So I reached out to Jason and, You know, that conversation, I understand why uh, we have similar souls and that we both went to Miami University. So we didn't know that when we got on the call with each other, find out we went to the same school, uh, found out uh, that we were in the same fraternity. We were both SAEs (laughs) at Miami. Uh, found out we were both presidents at, uh, of our fraternity at Miami. And, uh, the only difference was about six years in between us. And, and so he started right after I left. And it was Jason that, that brought me to the company and, and knowing where his heart is, knowing where he has incredible fiscal responsibility. But above that, it doesn't come at the cost of anybody. It is fiscal responsibility with corporate responsibility and personal responsibility. And, you know, even the company being unique, Amber, to have you here with your PhD and your skill sets, um, it is what's making the difference. Uh, when you look at the re- retention issues in the RV industry, and, you know, I, I don't think that you could really be committed in this space to make those difference for those family members, right? To, to produce a refrigerator that's working that doesn't go bad when the family loads it with their groceries the night before they leave for vacation, and they wake up the next morning and their groceries are all bad and and they don't have the money to go ahead and buy new groceries. You know, I've been there at the service counter when that family has showed up on their way out from vacation. Right. And, you know, seeing the tears in the, in the mom and dad's eyes, the kid's eyes and, and the heartache, you know, I've, I've been part of paying for those groceries to make it right for them. And, you know, you, you can't play a role in the industry I think without understanding the impact that your products have on people's lives at critical times. And Jason gets that. And that's why he has um, the, you know, the improved retention uh, that we have at LCI. It's phenomenal. And I don't think you can be in this space with retention issues north of 30%. Um, You know, being sub 30, allowing um, even ideally to be sub 20, but allowing for natural attrition yeah. of of people you know with retirement and moving and and those type of things. But you need that stable workforce. And I know that Lci, through the program that that you're leading up is is making that difference. in and really a leader in the industry on retention.
1: Yeah, it's been a fascinating journey to see where we've been. And, and what I love most about it is that it is a journey. And when you hear Jason talk about it, he like overtly says like, listen, I wasn't always this way, right? Like Lippert didn't always think this way. And, and, and back to our initial conversation of like, everything's not perfect and you don't have to be. And to recognize, you know, we weren't perfect 10 years ago. And we certainly aren't perfect today, but but allowing people to grow and evolve, for organizations to grow and evolve, for epiphanies to happen, right? For for change of heart and change of momentum and pivot. And I think that, you know, that's important in all of our industry that we all continue to grow and to evolve and to appreciate and to let each other grow and get better and, and, and evolve through that process as well. Um, and I respect that a lot about him as a leader where he'll say like, listen, we didn't treat people well. That wasn't, that wasn't our mindset like it was about the number and and then all of a sudden we realized wow we have a greater responsibility you know business can be a force for good in the world if we're intentional about of leaders of creating that environment, right? Which is which is what you talked about earlier as well. So I was I was just curious how all of that unfolded, and and it's cool to hear those stories. You two certainly are similar, and and it's just invigorating, you know, to be with and around people who have that same have that same thought. I, in a conversation that you and I had before, I heard you say the phrase, "You know, like um, what corporate America needs to be." And I'm just curious, like. How would you define that? I mean, more broadly speaking, we've talked a lot about the RV industry and a little bit about LCI, but more broadly speaking, what is your thought uh, and perspective around what corporate America or what business in America needs to be?
0: We need to be the force for change uh, because, as I said, we're that classroom, we're the adult classroom. And at LCI, we're not there yet, and we're never going to be there. We will never get there and say, we did it, we're there. The culture is perfect because it's dynamic. It's changing. It's organic, right? It's going to keep evolving and changing. And each time we fail as a leader, um, whether it's a director, a manager, a VP, a president, whoever it might be, every time that we fail in a action, not in a role, but just in a singular action, we have an opportunity for improvement. And we all fail. And our goal is to all fail forward, right? So, We're never there. Um, I think that for companies to recognize the journey that we're on, we've never evolved fully as a human, um, as a man or as a woman. We've never fully gotten to that point where we say I made it. You know, I retired. I thought I retired when I was 50. um, And I was blessed that our IPO at Camping World was on my 50th birthday. And, you know, God just had it on my heart that it was time to go. And I thought it was time to go uh, because it was a Friday night and my son was high school quarterback and it was Friday night lights and turned out it was a bigger message for me. And, and so I, I followed that and to where I was going, I didn't know, but I knew as to answer your question with corporate America, that we always need to be evolving and the role that we need to play. I knew that I needed to do that as well. And my dad got sick in his fifties and I thought, he got sick with cancer. And I thought, you know, I don't know what my fifties are going to be like. And I know that there's so much more that I want to do. And so while it was scary to leave an industry that I knew so well, um, I knew it inside and out, um, but it had prepared me uh, for that journey of evolving and living and, um, and and growing. And and so, you know, maybe one of my motivations at 36 years old to sell my family business and, and not walk away from business at that time, um, but to just, Find something new. And I think that, and I was blessed to to do that. And I love the experience at Camping World. Um and and to be able to lead at that scale and to be part of such an exciting roll-up that I think has been so good for the industry. And there's a lot of talk and discussion around that, but industries evolve and change and and I liked you know being on the front end of that. So I think for corporate America, what we have to do is always assess where we are. um, Socially, culturally, um, from a peace perspective, you know, I, I use the term you know peace often because we're all searching for searching for peace within. Again, as, as somebody that has anxious thoughts and tends to worry a lot um, about a lot of different things and a lot of different people, I don't really want to get rid of my anxiety. Um, I've I've grown to live with it and and like it because it, I think it makes me thoughtful. It makes me. Uh, intentional on the words I use, on the impressions I leave with people. And I think that's where we start failing corporately, is when we aren't worried about how we're impacting other people. When we are so focused on our own goal, and if if that's merely a financial goal, you know we're destined for trouble um, because we're going to fail a lot of people along the way. And not that profit is bad and finances are bad. Absolutely not. So much could be done uh, with wealth and corporate stability. And, and it's necessary for the employees to have a financially strong company, right? For the team members to feel that they're part of something that is intentional and looking forward and down the road and it will always be there. That's, that's a gift. That's that's a great thing for an employee to have and not have to worry about if their paycheck is going to clear. So from a corporate perspective, we need to be uncomfortable with the challenges that we face every day. And I say be uncomfortable because as soon as we get comfortable, right, we start resting on laurels, we start taking advantage. And I think, you know, living in that uncomfortable state of worrying about other people. Um, that is uncomfortable, but it consumes my thoughts and 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 has led me so much into the space that I am today, so much in, in healthcare, and in medicine and trying to make an impact in people's lives and, and and managing thoughts. I do a lot of public speaking about that because I know how hard it is for me. And uh, corporately, uh, America needs to uh, recognize, corporate America needs to accept that they are the adult classroom. And um, that is forming the next generation because the team members that we have in those classrooms at work go home and teach. And we have to, you know, be very thoughtful of the subject matter that we give them to teach. Are we going to teach them that management can't be trusted? Are we going to teach them that it's, you know, corporate greed? Are we going to teach them that it's, you know, look out for yourself only because if you don't, no one else will. Those are lessons that are passed on to the next generation.
1: Wow, that's powerful. Um, and I think such a, such a great thing for us all to be mindful of. It was interesting in 2019, the business roundtable, which is a collective group of CEOs signed like the purpose of a corporation. And so, you know, decades ago, they said that they, the same group, right, stated that the purpose of a corporation is to increase shareholder wealth. And so we all learned that in business school, right? The purpose of a publicly traded company is to increase shareholder wealth, and you do what you can to do that. And so in 2019, they actually got back together and restated the purpose of the company and, and organization. And, and what they said is the responsibility and the purpose of an organization should be to increase all of stakeholder wealth, whether that's the, the employees, the community, yes, the share, the actual shareholders. And so, you know, I love that holistic perspective and at a at a, at the highest levels in our country right for the US economy that those are the conversations that are being had but then it's our responsibility right as the business is out in american economy to be to be following that and to trying to bring into pragmatic reality what that looks like on a day to day basis so you know, we're coming up on time, Johnny. And so I want to put two things together um, and, and have you talk about that, because I think they're really critical is, one, you've, you have an LLC called Encourage. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about just your heart behind that and what you do. But simultaneously, I know that one of the things that you love talking about is this idea of personal branding. And for all of our leaders and listeners out there in general, I think that's a really critical topic that if you could just touch on um, you know, briefly in terms of like what is personal branding and why is that important? I know that that's entwined a little bit in your work through Encourage. So just give us your thoughts on that space before we sign off with your high-performance leadership training you're going to give us all.
0: All right, Amber, I'll do that. So encourage was founded on the principle again, when I decided to uh, retire from the RV industry and potentially, you know, just reevaluate what I want to do in the last portion of my life, kind of in the second half, although um, it was probably far beyond that. Encourage was found on the principle. It's biblical from Thessalonians, verse five, chapter 11. Uh, So encourage one another and lift each other up, just as you were already doing. And I thought about that and I thought, you know, I I do try to lift other people up and that I do want to encourage people. And so that was the genesis of Encourage. And at Encourage, uh, I focus on healthy living. So there's a number of investments that are in the healthcare space that I'm just so passionate about and and honored to uh, work with just dedicated professionals in the healthcare space that are truly making a change in redefining and defining um, how well are we? And so um, doing that from an insurance perspective, from a medical care and practitioner perspective, serving on a number of boards in that space. I also focus on uh, encouraged leadership. And so that's consulting and discussion around, just like this with great people like you who have a heart for it and wanna go out there and make a difference. So encourage leadership is very important to me and I, I love public speaking. I love the opportunity to engage with audiences especially at the collegiate level. That's, that's a passion of mine. We also have Encourage Investments. And that is just a variety of investments that I've made and managed. So I, what Encourage really is, is a um, small family office of my own investments in, in a variety of fields that all really want to drive change in a variety of industries and equity investments that can really drive meaningful change. And then, of course, I have encouraged adoption. So any chance I have uh, to have a stage to talk about adoption, to work with pregnancy support centers, to uh, change hearts um, as it relates to deciding to parent or not, and realizing that that first parenting decision comes with recognizing that now might not be the right time to be a mom. And so to place that baby for adoption and to understand the lives that can be changed uh, for the better. That's the birth mother, that's the baby, and that's the family that gets blessed when somebody recognizes now is not their time to raise a child. It's their time to mother. And that first decision is to place that baby uh, for adoption and to give it the loving and, and caring environment that that baby deserves. And so, you know, those are my four principles of uh, encourage. And it, it really follows into, uh, you know, the brand, uh, right? The personal brand, you know, I'm a huge fan of John Maxwell's work. I always like to say that because I feel like so many times I say things, you know, he's the world's uh, most published author on the topic of leadership. And, you know, I, 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 I'm a collection of so many people's thoughts that have influenced me. And so, you know, I, I don't know how authentic some of my thoughts are, but I know they're in my heart, um, And but they've been put there by other people. And John Maxwell is certainly one of them. But, you know, he, he talks about the principle that the hardest person to lead is yourself. and Boy, I, I buy that because there's a lot that goes on up in this head of mine and that I have to kind of sort through and fight through to get to why I feel unrest or why I'm not at peace on a topic. And it's usually because something's stirring in me that I have to change within myself, that I need to rise up and to be better, that I can't let people down. And so that is what brand development's all about, right? Is understanding who you are. What is it that your brand is going to deliver uniquely? Or maybe if it's not unique, but authentically to the world, and and so before any of us uh, need to worry about, um, and this is, I guess, a message that I would leave you with is: before any of us need to worry about leading others, we need to take care of home base and lead ourselves. We need to get our house in order so that we bring our best self and our self that's seeking peace, seeking to understand, and wanting to learn from others, not always teach others, right? Because we're all in this classroom together in life, and this journey is ongoing. So our personal brand needs to be known and identified so that we can put ourselves in a position to best serve others. And I think ultimately, when you're serving others and when you're being mindful of others, um, your career path goes up. When you are that team member that is looking out for your peers, um, you shine differently than those that are so obvious that are trying to get ahead of their peers. And yes, we all want to get ahead. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with making more money and good money and a corporation making money. We all have that fiscal responsibility to our companies, to our families, to ourselves. That is all good. It just doesn't come at the cost of others. And I think so many people feel that they need to build their career um, on the cost of others. And that is when they fall short. It's transparent. And I would tell you that the marketplace today is too intelligent and too wise through programs that you're doing and leading that it's it's visible and it's transparent and uh, they're not going to get ahead admirably.
1: And that's powerful. I love, I just love that topic of personal brand. I'm even just thinking about now, man, I'd be a fun session to do with my teams of what is your personal brand, right? I mean, write down when somebody says your name, what are the what are the words that you want to come to mind what are the what are the the traits or characteristics that you want people to think of when your name is said because the reality of it is people think something right and That's like right. I, I always say like never leave excellence to chance and so like they're gonna think something and so how can we back to the word that we started this conversation around, be intentional about building the brand so that when they say Johnny Serpilla or Amber Selking, like things come to mind that we would be proud of, right? That, that actually matter to us, uh, both here and for eternity, you know? And I think that, that those are, those are the questions that, that we need to wrestle with. And as leaders, that's a powerful place to start. So, I'm I, we're at our time, Johnny, and it has just been a sincere honor and privilege and blessing to, to chat with you today and to hear your wisdom and your heart. And, and I would just love now as our final sign-off, if you could leave myself and our listeners uh, with some high-performance leadership training that can allow them to continue to grow as an individual and a leader, to be that force for good that, that we talk a lot about, what would you tell us?
0: I would tell you again, it's a John Maxwell principle. Subscribe to the concept of servant leadership. Mm-hmm. Have a desire to serve other people. Serve people always. And, and that means serving as a leader, uh, the example that you want others to be, uh, know your heart and know the dark sides of your heart, right? Mm-hmm. Know that the sides of you that just have to improve and, and get uncomfortable with that, uh, of knowing that side of your heart that you're feeling selfish, acknowledge it, understand why you're feeling selfish. Examine your thoughts so that you can really serve others genuinely and serve them well. And I think that any time that you want to sign up for the title of a leader, I wanna be a manager, I wanna be a director, I wanna be whatever that VP, the president, whatever that is, you acknowledge that with that comes the responsibility um, to serve. And if you're not serving people, I don't believe that you're leading them. And so for me, I ask you to check your heart. And um, as I do every day, and there's days that I'm off target, and I say, Johnny, you've got to do better. God gave you skills to do better. God gave you a heart to want to do better. And and even if you see somebody that doesn't have that heart for it, you know, challenge them, ask them, help me understand what's going on. Seek to understand. And when you do that, you know, I I watch people, I, I work with my mom and my sister and my niece in another family business, and I see their hearts are so good in the interior design space. And they want to create homes for families to just fall in love and be happy and joyful, but their hearts are there. And so I'm going to leave you with the thought of having your heart in the right place to be that servant leader.
1: Powerful. Johnny, thank you so much for your time. Pleasure being with you as always. Uh, looking forward to the next dinner that we can solve world problems and create some more greatness. So thanks for your time. I can't
0: wait. (laughs) Thank you, Amber. Thanks for all you're doing for LCI. And, and, And for any listener out there, you're making a difference. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Well, I hope you were as blessed by that conversation with Johnny Serpilla as I was. Certainly fascinating and energizing for me to speak with him every time I have the opportunity to. And again, just nuggets throughout the entire conversation around how we continue to show up as the best version of ourselves, knowing that it starts with us, right? As leaders, I think we have this tendency to pour out and to give and to always be thinking of others, which is critical. That's leadership. Right, But we have to believe and understand that we can't pour out what we don't have inside. And so we first and foremost have to learn to lead ourselves. So on this journey throughout season four, as we talk about the the cultural playbook and how we continue to weave and intertwine leadership and culture into what we do on a day-to-day basis, understanding that business and culture are critical and must be aligned if we are going to have the type of high-performing organization that we really want This conversation was one for the record books. So thank you for being with us. Thank you for tuning in. Again, if there is any way that the Lippert Academy could come alongside of you on your own leadership and cultural journey, whether you're just starting out and you're trying to understand how do we even start, hit us up. Uh, If you're also like, you're well on your way and you just want some fresh ideas and some like-minded people to banter with and, and brainstorm with please reach out to us. You can reach me directly, academy at lci1.com. And again, whether that's keynote speaking or training or just some coaching and brainstorming, our heart is to spread that vision and that mission of making business a force for good in the world. And again, we'd love to come alongside of you on your journey to do so. So thank you so much for being with us today. We look forward to this journey together throughout the course of the season. And we will be back with you next week.
0: The views and opinions expressed on this podcast belong solely to the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the view or mission of Lippert Components Inc. Thanks to Eternity Bro for our theme music and to Michael Yoder and the amazing team over at Truthwork Media. Thanks for listening.